0: Hey everybody! Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for June twenty sixth, twenty seventeen. Joining me as always, Mr. Raj Geary, and back with us tonight, Mr. Matt Morgan. How's it going, Matt?
1: Doing great, guys. Glad to be back.
0: Yeah. What'd you think of Raw tonight?
1: Meh. It was good. It was some good parts to it, as as usual. Had more better parts to it tonight, I thought, than normal. Yeah. You know. But had some really obviously, we'll get to it, but maybe the worst segment in the history of raw. But. Oh wow.
0: <laughs> Bold statement. Well, I look forward to covering that Raj. What'd you think tonight? Uh, did this feel to you? Like this was sort of the half go home show for great balls of fire. Since next week, viewership will probably take a bit of a dip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good episode. Um, uh, you know, like what, what Matt said, Yeah, that, that segment, the LaVar ball segment was, <laughs> just God awful, but it happened early enough that it was forgotten by the main event. Um, so I thought the main event was really good. I thought that made up for the show. I thought uh, the Lesnar stuff was great. And so, yeah, I thought it was a good show overall. Uh, You know, again, I think it would have been really good if it was two hours and you cut out a lot of the filler, but um, it was a good show. Yeah. For, for what it's been.
0: So starting tonight with Roman Reigns coming to the ring, addressing Samoa Joe, putting him in the coquina clutch last week, but of course interrupted by Braun Strowman setting up their ambulance match at great balls of fire. Uh, so Matt, how's your anticipation for this? With how they've been booking Roman in this buildup
1: for Roman Reigns,
0: yeah, Roman and Braun—the rematch.
1: You know what? I, I got a—they've done a good job. Like it shows you the value of Roman Reigns because he's getting people over. He got someone with Joe over big time last week, and he and he's getting Braun over every single time. Um, you know, because we look at him as Superman, and and he's been sell He's on the sell a lot lately, and I think it's. Good for him, and it's really good for their company it 's making other stars he 's actually making other stars, which is really saying something for how young he is. you know what i mean I know, I know he's been there for a minute, but to do what he 's doing right now is pretty damn impressive um you know i, don't, I, I anything braun does i 'm a fan of generally, as long as they make him look big and strong his job is pretty easy
2: yeah, it definitely feels like Roman has taken braun to another level, you know, like braun was you know kind of getting to the top but not anywhere near it earlier this year and now he's a, a legit top guy and and you know roman deserves all the credit in the world for helping making that happen and and bronze you know he's hit it out of the park so um yeah it's been great i, I love to build of this feud i'm a little nervous that roman keeps getting his ass kicked he lost last week got destroyed again this week that That's it's leading cool. to yeah exactly because you know, Vince doesn't. That's what happened the first time Roman and Braun met. It was Braun, you know, Braun was destroying him every time, and then Roman beat him at the pay per view. So uh, we'll did. see. Braun
1: didn't, Braun didn't beat him.
2: He beat him the last time. So the first time they faced off, uh, Roman oh. beat him, and then uh, at the, the the rematch they had, Braun beat him. So this is kind of the rubber match. But um,
1: Braun he, has he, Braun has to win.
2: I would think so. I mean, unless they change their plans, you, you know the the plan was for Braun and Brock. But if they decide to push up Roman and Brock, and then because Roman did issue that Summerslam challenge, so yeah, yeah he did. So, you never know.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he will be here before we know it. Um, second match tonight: We had Elias Samson come out and turn into a six man tag match: Elias Samson with Sorrow and Sheamus versus the Hardys and Finn Balor. Um, so Elias and Finn—is this happening now? Is this actually the direction they're going in? Rush.
2: I think so. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, they got no one else. Um, you know, Dean is still with the Miz. Uh, I mean, who they got for Finn? That's uh, true. It's, uh, Bray Wyatt's tied up with Seth Rollins. So, uh,
1: I, I don't. How do you do that? How do you know Finn Balor's coming back from injury, and you've got nothing for him?
2: <laughs> well, I think they had Bray for him, and then. The Braun injury happened, and I don't know. It, it just kind of got all turned around because yeah. they teased that Bray yeah, feud,
1: right? But that I don't care what happens. That kid does not get lost in this shuffle. That's the crap that happens to me. That's the crap that happens to other guys. It doesn't happen to Finn Balor, a main event talent in a future main eventer for many years to come. You, 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 you have freaking three plans. Bam, 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 set up for him for all, ba- you know, all backup case scenarios. That's how important I feel he is. Yeah. That's what they did too. Yeah.
2: And it felt like, I mean, even tonight, I know they were in LA, uh, but it seemed like he got the biggest pop of the night.
1: I thought so. And, and I thought so. He just has a natural charisma to him that, that draws you to him. There's something about him. Um, and it is not the tugging at the friggin' leather coat. I promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <the collar. laughs> I, it's just, you know what I mean. It's like Elias Samson, great for him, right? Yeah. But um, I, I, what the freak? This is like what you know, older older school uh, wrestlers that talk about this stuff and complain that you shouldn't really be having two young guys go against each other, right? Because neither get over. Like Finn versus Elias Samson. What, what's going to happen for Finn? Nothing good happens for Finn out of this. Nothing. Nothing good can come from it. He's not going to become more over. Um, it's, I don't even consider Elias Samson if it's a singles match, uh, 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 like a, a progressive step. Right. You know what I mean? It's a huge step back. Even if he beats him in 10 seconds, I feel it's a big step back. This is our first universal heavyweight champion, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think to that point, it, it hurts him because it just makes fans seem like he's down a notch, you know? Um, yes. So I, I totally agree.
1: Good match, though,
2: by the way, uh, Glenn. It was a good, good, great six, man. Yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus, man, are always on, you know, and same with the Hardys. It was good. Uh, just, uh, you know, with the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus in there, it's just, again, yeah. it's been months and months and months. Oh,
1: um, man.
2: So, yeah, having Finn, and uh, you know, spiced it up a little bit, but that was and, about it.
0: But speaking of trying to spice it up, what in the heck was up with having Josh Dumel on commentary?
1: Uh, yeah. Randomly. <laughs> <It was> like
2: <laughs> – for for like the whole time you know i would i would have thought you they would have gotten rid that. of him at the commercial break and he's like oh he's going to be sore tomorrow and that can't be legal booker t's like yeah it is <laughs> yeah know? like yeah. it's like oh man that's yeah.
0: the most awkward one in a while i mean at least ashton kutcher had some familiarity with the product ryan Philippi has some familiarity with the product josh was like nope first wwe event just kind of starting a movie with sheamus
2: yeah, and it was clear it was his first.
1: Sheamus isn't Transformers.
0: No, but they're doing something else. Weren't they teasing some other project? Wow, very
1: cool. They're
2: sure. doing some WWE Studios movie. Yeah, uh, next year. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not looking that. It's about some kids. Uh, sounds like some kids game that they do. But anyway, um,
1: <laughs> it was just there, so. There was that. Tonight.
2: Yeah. Do you remember? Do you guys remember that time that WWF back in the day after Hulk Hogan had left and Hogan went to WCW and they had a. Uh, what was that guy's name? Art? Art. He was like this football legend. And they had him on for commentary at that King of the Ring. Art
1: Bar. Art, art, not Art Bar. Art. Um, uh, oh, come on. Was, yes, yes, of course I do.
2: And like Lex Luger came out, who they were pushing as the top star. And he's like, who's the fella in the American yeah. flag trunks?
1: <laughs> yes. It, was, yes. <laughs> that's,
2: it, it wasn't that bad. But man, when they put these celebrities on commentary, you're asking for it. if they If they're not familiar at all.
1: God uh, Dang it. Or, I forget who. but yeah. Yeah. What is this?
2: his name? Anyway. Fans, write in
1: the answer to that, please. Yeah, play. someone. Yeah.
2: Someone's Art Modell now. Uh, Art Donovan. Yes. Yes. Oh, there we go. yes. <laughs> Thanks, BK.
0: Yeah, that was something else tonight. Uh, I don't know, man. With Finn, God, if it was Finn and The Miz, I mean, it seemed like they had Dean and Elias set up perfectly. I mean, that at least would be something worth watching. Um, I don't know. I just yeah. don't see how this helps Finn. In the long run um, yeah
1: it doesn't
0: get it yeah man cesaro and sheamus versus the hardys just make it stop at this point do anything but that some variation of that match again um
2: and an, so, and the thanks to tucker Rundo in the comment section for that art donovan as well yeah. so.
0: so uh raj your prediction came true tonight on gold dust versus our truth you know uh delaying that match almost as if they have a big pay-per-view coming up and they don't want to waste it <laughs> Matt, are are you excited? Are you excited to to see finally Goldust and R-Truth have their face off?
1: I I didn't. I kind of was. But I I, I didn't like, I didn't understand the camera gimmick. The Goldust camera guy, why he was just allowed to chill in the room with the camera.
2: (laughs) I thought for sure he was going to use the camera.
1: Yeah, something was really, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like That was like kind of a weak beatdown for like a, for what was supposed to be a vicious beatdown. That was kind of a... I was I was waiting for the camera to come in because I was like this is pretty weak otherwise.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: But um yeah, that's uh I'm I'm guessing that'll be at the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I thought the the hype was good tonight. I thought Goldust looked great coming to the ring. Um
1: we'll see what in they the do. The match, guys, the match can surprise you, I'm telling oh, you yeah. between those two. It could still surprise us as far as the match goes. As far as yeah. there's that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> They
0: just built it up a little too long for my taste. Maybe it's gone about two weeks too long, you know?
2: Yeah, but at least they did something this week, and it wasn't another, you know, backstage, yep. you know, vignette. But yep. um, I think I think Goldust, he could, you know, he's showing some fire. I think he could be put back in that, like, Dean Ambrose level, you know, like the icy title
1: level. He was really impressive at the new ECW. Do you remember that when he was working oh, at Right, yeah, yeah. He was so freaking impressive, man.
2: Yeah, I mean he's looked good. I think WWE just always has this preconceived notion that he can't go because of his age, but he's he's been he's a better he shape go. than
1: most of the guys are. Yeah, he's better shape than most half the roster is.
2: Absolutely, he can go better in the ring than Elias Samson. So you see how
1: fast he hits the ropes and stuff. Like, dude, he he runs like a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it's great shape.
0: So we had uh, Miss TV tonight, and. Ugh. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a, sec- sec- uh, a second. There, but Raj, is it true what's happening with the Miz and Maurice now because of the the Kanellis angle on SmackDown? That that's why we're seeing the Miz to Raj.
2: I think that's just speculation. I, I don't what's think that? that's... That uh, they're breaking them up because they have a similar act on SmackDown.
1: Tough shit. No fucking way would they do that. No. <laughs> exactly. Way. That's
2: that's kind of what it. It just seems like speculation to me. It doesn't seem who like who
1: reported that. that? Needs to be smacked in their head.
2: <laughs> it, it was Dave Meltzer. I, I don't know. Again, I don't think he was Dave
1: Meltzer reported. Yeah, that? Yeah,
2: but I don't think he was saying it as a fact. I think he was saying it as oh. he that he, that might be why they're doing it. And I think Dave a lot Meltzer. of places took it as like that's why it
1: it's was a, happening. You're not going to lose. You finally got Miz on track. You know, you just got him over from killing it on SmackDown. You bring him to Raw, that'll slow start. You have him and Maurice now finally hitting their groove, and you want to break them apart because someone on their B-show has a similar act? It's not even a similar act. And, again, it's the B-show. They ain't doing shit on Raw in in conjunction or predicated off something that's happening on SmackDown. It ain't happening.
2: They didn't even bring him out for... uh the segment last week on SmackDown with Mike and Maria Kanellis. It was a, uh, it was a dark segment. So yeah, I think I'd, I, I, I think it's just
1: a bunch of, but, but nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Maurice might be leaving. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's if, like, yeah, that's different. And, but I would bet if she is, it's probably her call. Like maybe she, right. There's a ton of reasons why, but um, yeah,
1: she has been a great additive to him, right?
2: Oh, She's oh, for him. Huge. She, she revamped his career. I mean, where he was oh, totally. before, and, and where he got after. I mean, he became one of the one of the top heels uh, after she was added to by his side. So, yeah, I, I yeah. got to think if if they break him up, there's they're not that stupid that they would just do it for no reason,
1: right? Yeah. M- so, can we like, talk about the segment? Yes, let's <laughs> talk
0: about the segment. Um, oh, how to describe what happened? Uh, Lavar Ball and Lamella Ball came out. Uh, the big baller brand. And you know, chatted it up with the Miz. Got into it. Discussed some things.
2: I didn't know any of these guys except for Levar what? Ball. Yeah, I, I, I don't follow basketball. I, I, I know three basketball players. I know uh, Steph Curry, uh, LeBron James, and who, the other guy on the uh, the other guy on the the Wizards.
1: Durant. Oh, oh, oh. No, Durant. Oh.
2: Durant. You're right. Yeah, uh, on the uh, Warriors is what I meant. Yeah.
1: Here's, here's the thing. Um, that's my favorite sport. I watch that more than I watch wrestling. Wow. Um, and, and the kid, their their the, the youngest is fuck is insanely talented. The little skinny kid that looked, you know, um, plays at Chino Hills in, in in Los Angeles, and that's like a factory for high school stud basketball players. And anyways, Lamelo is his name. Lamelo um, yeah. Ball. He dude. He dropped like 92 points in a game, like they said. I think um, he's a. He doesn't look like much, but. Dude, he's like Steph Curry. He's got like a phenomenal touch. He could shoot the piss out of the ball from anywhere on the floor.
2: Wait, the the little it. kid? Not not yes. the uh, okay. The little not the kid. not the one with the Lakers.
1: Right. He was okay. good too, but but we're, we're building it. Um that that kid's gonna be a stud. Mark my words. That kid's gonna be a future first round draft choice for sure, just like his brother. Anyway, so then his brother comes out, you know, who's a stud for UCLA? Um, great basketball players. I was like, holy shit, this is a big get for WWE. These, I mean, this is like the who's who in the NBA draft. That was the number one. He was the number two overall pick with the Lakers or whatever draft number he was. But he was the, the, the main talking point, you know, because his dad's – and this is where WWE completely swung and missed and do not know what the frick is going on in pop culture or sports. That dude is the most hated man in America. They hate him. Nobody likes that guy, their father. They yeah. hate him. He's an arrogant piece of trash. And he goes on, like, the NBA TNT shows and talks shit against, like, Charles Barkley and Shaq. and tells them they don't know what they're talking about. He challenges them to fights. It's insane. <laughs> He's insane. He's insane. He gets he gets interviewed at the draft, right? His son just gets drafted. It should be a huge moment. And he's wearing his Lakers hat. And the interviewer's like, so big moment. Your son just gets drafted. And he opens his mouth with his big smile. And his teeth are friggin' more yellow than his Laker hat was. It was disgusting. Okay. And then he goes... He goes, I told you, I told y'all since birth, he was going to be a Laker. That's what we're we're here to talk about. The big ball of brand, not about no draft. I started talking about his brand and not answering any of the dude's questions. He was getting booed in the draft um, arena (laughs) by all the fans. He gets booed everywhere he goes. So for WWE not to know that, you know, thinking he was going to be some big baby face. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, who's going to be the baby face? They're hooked or linked into this guy. They're going to, they always do that. And I was like, oh, poor Ambrose. He could be able to dig himself out of this one. <laughs> um, they did not know that guy was going to be a heel. And that's sad. Everybody knows that guy's a heel.
2: Yeah, so uh, Chris in, uh, in our Twitter, he uh, he had a good storyline idea where they should have had Titus trying to recruit oh, one, of the, one of the yes, brothers. Yes, I thought
1: so later on in the show. Same thing.
2: Yeah. But, but Baron Corbin, so they posted a, a picture of the, the ball guys. Um, and uh, Baron Corbin... Uh, wrote, Sweet, the guy who cost his son millions and millions of dollars. So what happened there? Like, how did he cost his son millions of dollars? Did he say something that ruined his draft position or anything like that?
1: He he just, he's considered a, um, he's got a huge mouth and people don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole usually, but yet they still kind of do. He's got the most expensive sneaker in the market. I believe costs something like 400, 200 something bucks, 265 bucks for a sneaker. Mm-hmm. That's an ugly ass sneaker. Mm. Um, I mean he's he's making the kid money, but like he's he's branded his kids, his kids at high school he's another kid that, his kids in high school. Mm. And like he whores them out really, really bad. He's and I don't know how he's cost them millions. Um, yeah. if, if there's one incident, maybe I'm missing it, but uh mm. he never shuts up. He's on ESPN every day with something new that he's saying and getting in trouble for. Mm. He's a bad horrible father, a horrible human being.
2: Jeez, well, uh, so this segment was terrible—the <laughs> worst. And uh, and this is the WWE. Anytime they have these celebrities on, it's like uh, it's like they're detached from reality. Like like uh, the Miz really thinks they're gonna—he's gonna partner with you know LeVar Ball, right? <laughs> like that's so stupid. Why not come up it with is. something that's a little realistic? It's like when they had Rusev with Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels had that. That, that movie that he did, and Russo was like, I want to be put in it, even though it's coming out in a week. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. no one's that stupid. So you're putting them in these stupid situations to plug their stuff. And God, it, it just, it's like WWE's version of name dropping, is what I called it. It's um, like,
1: and you want to know something, though? They're going to be all over Sports Center tomorrow with that dude's performance, uh, yeah. uh, Lavar Le- the father's. Yeah, they, they are million times
2: but they're not going to get you know what it's not going to make a difference in the ratings next week
1: (laughs) it it never does
2: never does but at least they could have used that to to come up with something that enhances a storyline or does something but this was completely pointless
1: it would have been good with what's his name they're right titus i thought the same thing later on in the show i was like this is his gimmick this is perfect right oh yeah you know it's kind of an agent kind of a deal that's pretty cool you know that'd be good for him
2: yeah you could have had Lavar push Titus, or you know, because you don't need to protect Titus right now. So you could have had him get physical with Titus. So. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. strangely, it turned into a six-man tag with Dean Ambrose. Well,
2: Lamelo dropped uh, a couple bombs on live TV. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: kid?
0: Yeah.
2: No. Yeah, it. Uh, you could hear him saying, uh, "He he dropped the N bomb a couple times." You
1: "Did what, what, he, he was laughing the whole time at how ridiculous that segment was. He, he, the kid totally broke K Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um, anyway, so dropped the N bomb a couple of times. He was saying kick his kick that person's ass.
1: He <laughs> called them he called them as the N word. <laughs> yep. That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. So that was the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so it was a disaster all around. <laughs>
0: And Booker T is just sitting there going, "See, it can happen to anyone."
1: You yeah, know. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Kogan. They're coming
0: for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, that was something. It's strangely like Dean Ambrose then comes out, and then they say oh, we're gonna have a six-man tag, and then Rhino and Slater are with totally Dean.
2: against his character for him to be oh, wearing so that weird. BBB brand so shirt weird. too.
0: Except the line, "I will have like, a free T-shirt."
2: That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good.
1: <laughs> so weird, so weird. Someone pointing out that quote?
2: ESPN already had that segment on.
1: No, no, no question, no yeah. question. Oh, yeah. Just from him running to the ring and how he got in, I was like, oh, they're already, they're gonna be sports center tonight.
2: Um, and him taking his shirt off and everything, I mean, it was it was <laughs> it was made for it.
1: You know something? Do you remember when I told you guys that the phrase Cornette I used to hear used to say to me when I used to want to be on TV and they didn't have nothing for me? He's like, you don't want to get any on you. This is a segment <laughs> where Ambrose did not want to get any on. <laughs> Poor kid, man. Fuck. That's horrible. Excuse my language. Oh, that's horrible. I felt horrible for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> man. So uh yeah, the Miz, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas versus Ambrose, Rhino, and Slater. We didn't get
1: to talk about it, but I really like what they're doing with the two other guys, by the way. I just wanted to throw that oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: With uh Bo. Bo and yeah. Yep.
1: I like it a lot.
0: The Miz Tourage. Uh mm-hmm. Did they just think Misfits too close to social Misfits?
2: I thinking I hear my name when they're saying that on TV. Mr. Raj. <laughs> Mr. Raj.
0: <laughs> Mr. Raj, there you go. <laughs> Between that and SmackDown, Raj, you know, all those gender promos, it just must be so,
2: Might, so confusing. Getting name dropped all over the place now.
0: <laughs> uh, so another six-man tag. I thought it was a little dicey putting these segments so close to each other. Uh, nice to see, you know, everyone
2: else. Oh, and what do you think is the, like, how many people do you think turned away during that match? Like, <laughs> watch that ball segment and then just turned away. I mean, I bet you there's a giant spike of, uh, spike downwards. of.
1: I don't away. think wrestling fans, I don't think we get pissed off enough and don't not, I don't, I don't think we get pissed enough and turn the channel.
2: Yeah. I think
1: we're all guilty of this. Well, there is... As fans, we're like, okay, we, this is horrible. How could we be watching this? We're embarrassed when we're watching this. But yet, I, I don't turn the channel <laughs>
2: <laughs> well the the last few weeks like the the drop from the first hour to the third was crazy. It was like fifteen percent or something like that. Wow, yeah, and not last week last week they did pretty well last week they had that uh that enzo casting at the end that surprisingly it it held up um, but the week before that it was just free fall, really, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk about uh, what's going on with Enzo and Cass in a moment. First, I want to thank the sponsor of this episode, Mac Weldon, which quite frankly, it's better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics and simple shopping. And I'm telling you, it's so easy to go on their site, browse through their products. They've got socks, underwear, shorts, shirts, workout gear easy to find your size easy to find your style easy to find your color amazing selection and stuff and it's the most comfortable underwear socks shirts undershirts hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear raj you've been rocking the mac weldon you got it on right now
2: this is one of my favorite shirts i wear this like all the time this summer it's like it's it's black but it's still light it doesn't get too hot it's so comfortable um and then the shorts that you know i got i mean it it is really like for someone like me, like I like wearing polos and stuff, but they're always kind of, kind of itchy, and, and the, the material's not always the softest. And this just feels like you know nightwear. It's it's so comfortable. So I, I I mean I wear it all the time, and I love it.
0: Yeah, they've got great stuff. The silver underwear and shirts, by the way, are naturally odor eliminating. They got that antimicrobial technology, which is great if you're working out, if you're out and about on the go, and they want you to be comfortable. So here's a great thing if you order a pair. MacWeldon underwear and you don't like it, you can keep it and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. Not only do there underwear socks and shirts look good but they perform well whether you're out and about going to work going to the gym it's fantastic and we've got a deal for you you can go to macweldon.com and get 20 percent off using the promo code inc that's the promo code inc to save 20 percent off your first order at macweldon.com you've heard us talk about it raj loves his stuff i love the stuff i got they got shorts that look like dress shorts they feel like comfy shorts to me that's living the dream macweldon.com use the promo code inc to save 20 percent and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast Ask me how I like Mac Weldon. Oh, how you like Mac Weldon, Matt?
1: I don't know because nobody sends me anything. <laughs> let's, let's take
0: that up with Mr. Raj Geary there.
2: Mr. Raj. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need to get on that. Um, as as XXX large.
0: Yeah, uh, Mac <laughs> Weldon, great stuff. So last week we saw this. What What did the podcast do last week, Raj? We did some insane number on YouTube. Yeah. And the raw ratings were good. And it's got to be because of Enzo and Cass and the breakup last week. I think fans were very invested in that, wanted to get the reaction. And tonight, I felt like that really got the centerpiece showcase of the night in that sweet spot. So tonight, uh, Enzo came out, called out Cass. Cass came out, seemed like they were going to reconcile. Oh, but lo and behold, Cass beats him down on the ramp. After kind of an extended period of making it seem like they were back together. So, Matt, we missed you last week on the podcast. What do you think of them breaking Enzo and Cass up and the way they're going about doing it?
1: It's good for Cass. Enzo's, I mean, Enzo's going to be a manager or something eventually. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it's not good for Enzo. I think it's good for Cass. But, uh back to what you were saying, I do not feel like the ratings are so great because of that storyline. I think no. Samoa Joe's making is looking like a monster and yeah. a formidable opponent finally against Brock Lesnar. And it's all about, I, I have a feeling it's more to do with that.
2: And I think also and basketball people, season was over. And so last week the, there was a, a jump.
1: Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm a, that's an important thing that we don't think, you know, that's huge. We don't talk about that enough. That's so important on what's going on in other channels.
2: It is, but it, it seems like it affects it more now than it did before in other years. Like the the drop this year, sure. uh, you know, was gigantic compared to other years, and I think it's because people find it more skippable now than they did before. Yep. You know, but yeah, you, it's absolutely right. I I didn't think it was going to jump over three million in one week, and it did, and so that was a, uh, you know, three million a year ago would have been considered a crappy number, but now it's considered. Anything above three yeah. is now considered good. So
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, so, so, what do you think of this angle and the way they sort of teased already a quick reconciliation tonight, Matt?
1: No one bought. I didn't buy it. Did you?
0: I thought they milked it a bit long to the point where I was like, okay, if this keeps going, maybe. But no, I thought something I thought it was going to happen
1: when they were. They never show them on the ramp. Like yeah. That ever. That's a house show type thing that you mm-hmm. do. You know, and the camera was staying on them. It was obvious. I didn't. I thought it was going to happen by the end of the night if it didn't happen right there. I was like, there's no way they just made their big white meat baby face look like a dick last week to not go through <laughs> with this.
2: Well, I thought they could because for a minute I was like, well, they could drag it on and, you know, have them wrestle for the tag titles. And yeah. uh, and then have the turn to have big cast turn on him again there and just beat the crap out of him. Uh, but, yeah, as yeah, soon like, as they start going up the aisle and they stayed on him, you're like, all right, this it was like that. Uh, the Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, when they stayed yeah. on him that long, you you knew something was coming. So. So, so, but yeah, I thought it was well done. I thought casted really well. Enzo was great. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, he, he, he was like an actor. I mean, you, you totally believe what he was saying and, and you don't get a lot of that. I did. So it was awesome.
1: I believed every word he was. Yeah. Having.
2: And it's to your point, I feel bad because you know, he's just going to get squashed uh, in this feud, but,
1: um, But he did great. And every few, unless they do something, unless they put him in
2: the cruiserweight division or make him manager, it's not looking good for him.
1: Yeah.
0: Although I could see Enzo. I mean, of all the current roster, given his limited in-ring ability, perhaps and his charisma, I mean, I could absolutely see him doing other stuff. um, Whether it's a hosting gig or even doing some legitimate acting roles, I think his he. This is going to be a launching board for him. Maybe not the end destination of his
1: career. He's so charismatic, I just don't get, maybe I'm, I could be wrong, I hate to be judging the kid because I'm a fan um, of their act, um, but it's, I don't know, like, I just get, maybe I'm wrong with this feeling, but it's just like, you're so old, you're getting such a huge opportunity, how are you not in the ring for 10 hours every day, mm. I don't give a shit how tired you are, you've got to improve, yeah. so when you get these, uh, these opportunities, nobody could take them from you again when they say, oh, he's not ready. You know, no yeah. fucking, no way. I got a concussion once and Vince made me sit down on SmackDown and I, it, it killed me because I was just about to get that opportunity. Nathan Jones just quit. I was told I was going to get a singles opportunity by myself and have me run congruent with Brock still as Brock's heater. And I suffered a concussion and it totally derailed me at the time, man. And I, and I, I cried. I was heartbroken because I, I, I was right. Like, two or three weeks later, like, somebody was replacing me in all my storylines. And it took me, they sent me back down to OBW and you know, all this other shit. And my point was, like, I'd be in the ring. I was in the ring every day, not to show off, like, hey, I want to go, look how I want it so much. Because I, but the truth is, I wanted it so much. I wanted to improve every single night. And I wanted to see me that I wanted to improve every single night in the ring before the show started. So no one could take those opportunities from me. You know, mm-hmm. and he's here's him. He's in a main event slot, basically, you know, or potentially. I don't understand how he's not improving, like like just nonstop working at his craft.
2: You yeah, know? he almost seems worse a lot of times when he's wrestling than
1: he it, used to be. And that happens when you get on the road, you get in the groove, you get tired, you, you you know, you start to show up to the show, you eat your catering, you go over what segments you got, especially if you do a lot of talk segments like he does. Yeah, he's got a, quite, quite a long promos to, to memorize in his defense. But still, I don't give a crap. You you get in that ring, and you, and you get that. You got to get better. Yeah. All that's gonna be taken from you otherwise. And there will be no promos. Yeah, yeah.
0: It seems like since day one, because I mean, even going back to NXT, because Dusty and other people found him charismatic. They just wanted him well enough to take a beating in the ring, and then they put him out there. You know, I don't think anything well, has been expected. It's the old
1: saying: you want to just make him enough. You want him teach him enough, just to, enough to be dangerous. Yeah. You know. And won't you know? Then there's the old adage. Well, then the bell rings. You still got You got to be a little bit more than that. You got to be able to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially nowadays, these guys are phenomenal on the roster nowadays. These guys are all capable of having these huge, these these these, these humongously illustrious, well uh, told out stories in the ring. These guys are such good workers nowadays.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have no idea where they what they do with him from here. You know, I mean, him versus Cass, like that's not a match.
2: Well, they're, I mean, they're definitely going to do that.
0: Yeah, but, but that's not a real
1: match. Right. Kaz is going to eat him alive.
2: Yeah. yeah. Unless they do something stupid. I mean, they, they Kaz should eat him alive. <laughs> but, you know, remember like uh, when Baron Corbin came last year, he won the Andre Battle Royal, and then right off the bat, they had him get beaten by Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yes. So they do yeah. stupid stuff like that all the time where it just – Kind of kills that momentum. I could I could almost see them like having Enzo slip on a banana peel and win, and then they have a rematch at SummerSlam where he gets destroyed.
1: No, you're saying it. I could see that actually. Yeah. You know, it, I, I actually physically could see that. You're right. Yeah. We'll,
0: we'll see. Um, so Throns versus Kurt Hawkins, with Kurt Hawkins asking the question: how many people think I are expecting me to get beaten tonight?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're wasting this guy. They could do so much more with him.
1: Oh, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. That, was, that was probably like my top three favorite part of the night, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That was pop here. That was really good.
0: Yeah, he, know, he knows the drill. Um, <laughs> so all a big setup for uh, Rollins to win, and then Bray Wyatt to come out and cut a promo, talking about <laughs> their match at Great Balls of Fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, has, I, don't, I don't think Bray Wyatt can bring himself to say Great Balls of Fire. I don't think he said it in a single <laughs> promo. He just says the date. He says July of the 9th. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I, I, more, I thought another boring uh, promo from Bray Wyatt. I, I, I have not found one of his I, feuds I interesting since probably since Cena. I mean, it's been a long time.
1: I, I, I'll agree now. I, I do. <laughs> Come I
2: agree. around. Now I need to turn you on Orton.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but yeah I mean, these promos god he needs a he needs to be he needs a shake up he needs to turn baby face or something
1: give him his brother that's such a great storyline
2: yeah yeah but the
1: brother's in a, he's got the beard and everything i know oh, yeah. he's got
2: to look for it yeah
0: just getting interchangeable you know these bray promos it's all the same thing
1: Oh, very incredibly. What's crazy is they're so, cre- they're very creative, like the verbiage he uses, right? It is, his vernacular is, is so impressive as far as his character concerned. Like, I'm always impressed by some of the words he uses and, and how he uses them. I know that sounds really ridiculous. <laughs> I just said that. No, but. but. Seriously, I really am because he's, he's so in-depth with his character. And he gets it. So I'm always impressed by, you know, the language he uses, but it is going the same place every single time.
2: Yeah. And you know uh, I mean? yeah, totally. And you know what else hurts it is that stupid music they put on, you know, whenever <laughs> you try to. it's yes. like trying to be spooky, but it, it just comes across as corny as hell. So I don't know. Bray, I, man, I, I think he, he can cut a great promo if he wanted to. And he, his delivery is good. Just the material he has sucks. And I'd like to, I'd like to, cause he, he could be such, so much more.
1: Oh and my I'd, God. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, Just like I just like to 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 say
1: Jake Roberts, everybody says it, and every every other wrestler says it, yeah. And and they're right, he's so talented.
0: Actually, getting him with the snake, doing some Pentecostal, you know, praying with snake stuff. I think, I mean, seriously, like give him something to make it a little creepy again. I mean, Jake the Snake used to really weird other people, weird wrestlers out with that snake and evolving it in the match. With Bray, there's nothing
2: creepy going on, and you know, when you hear like veterans like Jake the Snake, you know, praise Bray Wyatt. Uh, they don't watch it. They're not watching raw every week. They watch it once in a while and they they'll right. see Bray Wyatt's promo. it's really cool. If you've seen it oh, once in like it's three months. Amazing. If yeah. if
0: you're seeing it for the She's first incredible. time.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. But when right. you're seeing it every week, the same thing, it, uh, you're right. Yeah. You know.
0: Gotta give them something. I don't know. I'm curious how they get through the summer. Um, just having Bray do the same old, same old, um, right
2: they'll have him get through the year doing the same old, yeah, same old. They, it's clear they have
0: now he doesn't even have the family anymore backing him up now i mean look man if you got guys with you that's a cult if it's just you alone you're crazy you know it's like he doesn't even have disciples anymore they've literally stripped him of the only power he had
2: yeah people are suggesting him start a new family i guess he could i don't know
0: yeah he's gonna get the misdourage
1: <laughs> this is my opinion He was the most over. Remember when he was going, like you said, against Cena in that cage match, and the entire ring was chanting for him to beat Cena. Cena was supposed to be the baby face. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that. I'm like, the kid's made. He's now a bona fide main eventer stud. And they managed to. And then he wrestled Taker, and it was downhill from there. Yeah. In my opinion, as far as like, it it does matter every once in a while for a talent to go over. I'm not saying he had to go over on Taker, but. They just should have had stuff stacked for him after that loss, where it brings him back up to that level, you know. And they never did. They never did. You know. Now it's worse. They'd have him flap his gums with these cool promos, redundant promos, and then get beat up two seconds afterwards.
2: Yeah, it's crazy when you think back to when they had the Wyatt family and the Shield. Do you remember that when they like first faced off and the fans were going nuts? And I mean, it seemed like it seemed like the uh, almost like the Monday Night Wars. How crazy the fans were going for that. You know, like they, they hadn't gotten that crazy for anything in a while. And That match they had, I think it was a elimination chamber, and people were just going insane. And uh, so good. yeah, so it's it could be there. They just need to they need to shift. You know, they need to change it up.
1: I mean, you had the friggin' that was really good stuff, actually. You had the the shield. Yeah, you, you really caught you know lightning in a bottle. You had the shield at their pinnacle. You had why yeah. Wyatt at their pinnacle. You know, it was pretty
2: cool. Yeah. And, and the atmosphere and everything. It was awesome.
0: Just gotta figure out a way to get these guys into a six man tag. You know, bring over one of the Wyatt's from SmackDown, just have it coalesce and then two reunions. I think
2: that I I no no more reunions with Rowan and Harper. <laughs> I think that's that ship is sailed. I no, think with if you
0: but you put Braun and Reigns, right? You got Seth and Bray. You figure out, Dean. You just get one of the other guys in there, and you oh, don't yeah. bill it as a reunion. I can't oh, really to have, have it that
1: it. way. There's four of them I could see. Maybe yeah. yeah. who cares? What was next? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have been on this that. a while. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so this was cool. Uh, Paul Heyman came out, hyped Lesnar. Lesnar comes out looking pissed. Joe gets him in the Coquina clutch. Like
1: awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. the night, loved it. Loved it. loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But they tipped their hand. Who's gonna win now? Yeah. Oh,
0: come on! I mean, did you really think Joe? I mean in your wildest dreams do you think joe was going to go over lesnar
1: i didn't think joe was going to get this brock sold his ass off was holding his breath the whole nine yeah brock sold tonight big time that tells me a lot i know brock upside down inside out and when he sells for somebody it's very rare and it means he believes in him so that's awesome that he believes in joe i love that yeah and uh it made joe oh my god did that make joe tonight but uh Unfortunately, there is no. I don't see Joe winning now. You
2: know. Well, they I do have, they have one have more 20. week. They do. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's and and Brock Lesnar is going to be on Raw next week again. So.
1: Well, let's hope Brock F5 Fives into hell, and then that way it's like fifty <laughs> <that
2: Yeah>, fifty. <week. laughs> yeah. That way, yeah. No, I agree. That'd be that'd be awesome.
0: No, Joe looks great though in this whole thing.
2: And this feud has been great. This has been the best. That, that and Braun and, and Roman on on either brand, it, it's been the best thing this summer.
0: And we got Heyman going full on with selling great balls of fire tonight.
1: Oh my God. He told what was that? <laughs> you were happy. you're not. Oh, you're being facetious, right? Right. No,
0: but but he was just he kept saying it. And the way he was saying it, like, I mean, he really just gave in.
2: He broke into the song too.
1: Yeah. Broke, I was going to say, yeah. I was
2: like, <laughs> I'm <getting> this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Heyman, I love Heyman, but lately, um, he just comes across as too salesman ish. And, uh, not organic uh, like he used to be.
1: And he's, um, he's going overboard to get over these other faces and I appreciate what he's trying to do, you know. Right. You can appreciate it, but in in the, in the long run I don't think it helps. It hurts. It's yeah. too obvious. And it, it's the one thing we know about WWE fans, right? Anybody that the WWE office anoints the guy, we don't the, the fans turn. It mm-hmm. happened to poor Roman, right? So it's like learn your lesson guys, don't go overboard with like like with Finn. I love Finn. But when they're going overboard with how great he is and how he can, you know, when Paul was going overboard that one time, I was like, oh,
2: "Yeah,
1: you're more than you're helping him here. Stop." Right. Yeah.
0: Um. But no, I like like seeing Hayman tonight. I mean, I like what the enthusiasm he brings. I, I, I liked that, Samoa so.
2: Joe earlier in the night, teasing the choke on Hayman. Hayman was great yeah. there. I thought, you know, uh, the stuff between Joe and Hayman is great. Um,
1: and can we can we just say one thing real quick, Raj? How maybe you talked about it last week when I wasn't on, but how impressive is it? When's the last time you've seen somebody, uh, or the company, get behind a finisher to mean so much?
2: Yeah.
1: They, they, they built that finisher to be the most badass finisher on the planet right now.
2: They're doing that. And you know who else they're doing that with? Is Jinder. Uh, like his finisher. No one has kicked oh, out they? of it. Yeah, no one has kicked out of it. He beat Shinsuke Nakamura in, at a house show. Granted, it's a house show. But uh, he's been no, beating every. He beat Orton twice. No one kicks out of it. They don't do any false finishes. Are they talking
1: finishes? about it, though? Are they, talk- are they putting it over like Coquina Clutch? They're saying everybody, they're having like Finn Balor talk about it. They're saying anybody, if he gets that on you, you're done.
2: Yeah, no, they haven't been building it that strong. No. But
1: I mean, no cool, one's kicking yeah. out of it. Not not to borrow, not, not to keep going back to Jake, but another great example was that DDT. Yeah. You know, they talked about that. If you hit the DDT, that's it. You're done. Yeah. And many other finishers, for that matter, back in the day. I love that. I really do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, No, look, with Joe, this is the best program Brock's been in in ages. I mean, this is interesting as hell. This beats the crap out of Goldberg coming out there and
1: talking for half an hour. Um, it's going to be so physical, I can't yeah. wait. I'm really looking forward to doing it.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's why I wish it wasn't a one and done, like they would keep it going. And and maybe, you know, maybe they, they see the rating last week. If they do another big rating tonight, uh, maybe they feel like uh, it's something they could keep going till SummerSlam and, and they change their plans a little.
0: Yeah, see what it does. Yeah. Um, so Dorado versus Neville tonight.
1: I was excited about this at the beginning when well, I heard it was Dorado. Yeah. You know, but all that other crap got involved and always I don't know. I, I shouldn't say anything because we I bitched him on that they didn't do enough storytelling with the cruiserweight to give him character. They did that tonight. I didn't I may not have liked it how they did it, but the
2: problem is the storytelling is hokey storytelling. It's all campy stuff.
1: Campy, yeah, right? yeah.
2: It's yeah, not serious exactly. stuff like they were doing with Aries and with Aries and Neville. It's you know, like they wouldn't put a top guy not in the cruiserweight division in this Titus O'Neil storyline, you know. But that's they're putting right. the top contender in there. So it, it's just as soon now as soon as the ropes turn purple, it's like. Have you seen that Simpsons where his brain is like, "You can stay, but I'm leaving," and just pops out of his head? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what what happens with me now when the ropes go purple? Because I know they don't take it seriously. Nothing big is going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's either uh, Rich and Sasha doing the electric slide, or um, you know, we get the Titus brand, and then I don't know, and we get Neville looking really angry.
2: It sucks because there's so much you could do with that with a cruiserweight division. Yeah. but they're just having them regular wrestle like everybody else and except with worse storylines and, and smaller physiques
0: yeah not much more to add to that um okay so nice promo alexa bliss kind of going a little facey there in that promo with nia Jax tonight i thought well
2: no she was clearly trying She's to manipulate her, her. Reel in. Her end. yeah exactly
0: yeah. well i thought it came across very sincere and if they ever do an Alexa face turn, I'm fully on board for that. Um, but the, let's talk the gauntlet match. Um, Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus Dana Brooke versus Mickey James. And what do you think? What do you think about it coming down to Nia versus Sasha and Sasha going over I, at the
1: end? I was wondering why it was going on dead last like that tonight. I was like, they're banking on these women an awful lot. I mean, uh-huh. which is good for the women's division, right? Yeah. But I didn't feel they were in it. I don't feel, other than Alexa, other than bliss i didn't feel any of them are good enough to anchor the main event not because they're not talented enough but because they've been put on tv lately right Yeah. the storylines are "Eh." you know like there's so many other storylines roman coming back maybe or something they could have put in that slot right something's got to give here and and it did they told a great story at the very end i felt um with naya tapping out finally she was very very unstoppable but then, um, you know, little baby face, you know, the engine that, that, that could, that kept going. Right. Uh, but she did a phenomenal job. She being the boss. Um, and again, I like the matchup. I like her versus bliss. They're similar size. They're both tremendous workers. It's going to be a great match.
2: And they're kind of opposite personalities too. So it, it, yeah. you have that. And so I, I agree. I think, I think it's great. I just think it's a. I I'd rather they have that for SummerSlam, like a bigger event as opposed to in just two weeks. Um, you know as I don't know, I just think there's a that's right. their biggest match right now in that division, so um, but I thought this match was great, and I agree with you when when I heard that was the main event, I was like, uh, there's got to be a swerve because I don't think that's with how it's been pushed lately, that's strong enough for the main event, but man it was if if people didn't change the channel and stuck with it and i i they probably did um I think it was a it was a really good match, and I thought Sasha and Nia, yeah. I thought that was the best that Nia's looked. Um, since being, on she did. Board.
1: She sat on her face with one of those uh, elbow. She threw an elbow drop and sat on her face somehow. <laughs> Go back and watch it. She dropped her ass on her. I, I couldn't believe she didn't get hurt.
2: She dropped her uh, ass on Sasha's face.
1: Wa- watch an elbow drop is one of the times she threw her out of right before she threw her out of the ring for the fiftieth time. That yeah. was getting annoying. She wasn't getting any heat behind it. She doesn't even understand how to get the heat it takes when you throw somebody out of the ring and you're that big and that unstoppable. That's called chicken shit heat, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that That's someone that size shouldn't need to do that. That's the heat, right? They should be able to just pin them one, two, three. But she's being, you know, kind of a chicken shit heel by throwing her out of the ring and making the count start, right? Mm-hmm. And the fans are supposed to boo. She doesn't even know how to garner that heat from the live crowd or the TV viewers at home. She just throws her out of the ring and then, like, walks around in circles. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's nothing heelish about that. There's nothing chicken shittish about it. And um, safety-wise, again, I'm telling you, watch it. Uh, it was like the second the second to last time she threw her out of the ring. Watch the move right before that. Uh, it was an elbow drop. And I'm telling you, she sat right on her face. It's either that or a fat lat hit her face. But her body was on her face, no question. Uh, you can see Boss talking to her as well right before mm-hmm. she threw her out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, she's still she's getting better, but I don't know, and I don't know what necessarily helps her out, the boss. But I don't understand. You're trying to build Nia Jackson. You had a tap tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done that a couple times. Um, So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think having her go 30 minutes was kind of a shock.
1: Yes, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You can't do that with. You got to protect these people. Yes. Yeah. But it's not her fault.
2: Right, yeah, and uh, interesting too. Bailey, it looked like they were starting to give her a little steam again last week, and then she's the first one out.
0: Yeah, weird. Yeah, although I think now for SummerSlam, my guess is uh, Fatal Four Way, maybe with uh, Bailey, Alexa, Sasha, and Nia. I guess. Wait, what? Uh, this is my guess. Speculating how they do these things. Yeah. For the Raw Women's Title.
2: They just keep throwing all the multiple women's matches. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I, I I'd, I'd personally like to see Alexa and Sasha one on one, and maybe well, have Alexa, now, so. you know, uh, get beat by count out or something. I usually hate those finishes, but if you don't not have her walk away, but actually get beat by count out, and then you could do the rematch at SummerSlam and make it maybe have a step, like a steel cage or something, and then yes,
1: those two are good enough.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could pull it off.
1: Yes, they could.
0: I'm looking forward to the Great Balls of Fire match. I think it'll be good. Um I thought it was great tonight compared to what was it uh 2 weeks ago or no last week uh, didn't they do the the women late in the show and it was sort of just thrown in there. Tonight I thought was a nice showcase. Yeah, if people stuck around, I think uh it was a hell of a match and a lot of the girls got a nice showcase. Even Dana Brooke who was in there for a hot minute, she at least got to do a couple things that looked good, you know, in the ring. I thought. Yeah.
2: So she was in there for like 30 seconds. I mean, yeah, but she got it would have been two, bad two, if she, she messed that up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was, wasn't that Chris on on, tw- on the Wrestling Inc. Twitter tonight? Dana Brooke versus Nia. Strap in, folks. Yeah. You know. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought it turned out great. Um, so all in all, sort of your final thoughts on, on tonight's uh, Raw, Matt.
1: That ball segment really screwed things up for me, man. I'm telling you, we're going to look back on this as a top 10 worst Raw moment in history. Wow. That's how bad I thought that segment was. It was horrible. The kid was laughing. <laughs> he was like, get him, kid. Get him, son. Take care of my light work. <laughs> you and, and, thought and it was... he gets up and starts laughing. Totally breaking K You're
2: the forgetting, was... man, Matt, Matt. There's been some bad stuff on Raw just this year. This is your life segment with Alexa Bliss.
0: Or the this is your life segment with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> the,
1: I, think, oh, with Alexa oh, Bliss. I think it was. <laughs> Alexa Bliss has just carried on longer. This I still feel was way worse. <laughs> Go back and please watch him. we come out to the ring. Maybe because I know the I know I know them coming into this, you know, and I hate him. So nobody <laughs> with me.
2: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, okay, so, so, yeah. It was cringeworthy. Okay.
1: I agree. Beyond cr- Yeah, it was horrible. It was so cringeworthy. I was rewinding it, how bad this was, and going, how could they got this so wrong? How did they not know this man's? Honestly, we're the most hated men in America. We hate this guy. Sports fans, NBA fans, we hate him with such a passion. Yeah. Um, God, he's bad. Anyways, I give him a. Let's take okay. Pretend that segment didn't happen at all. This show was a strong B plus, very strong B plus.
2: Yeah, I, I because that segment did happen. I'm gonna have to go B minus, but because I thought the rest of the show was good enough that it 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 brought it up from the C level. But uh, he, the Enzo cast stuff was great. Lesnar was, was great. Oh, yeah. The main event was great. So it's a lot yeah. of good on the show and, and not much bad outside of the, 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 that the Miz TV segment. So a little bit of the
1: cruiserweight
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah. The cruiserweight was kind of a waste. And then the, the Dean Ambrose, the six man tag, that was a waste too. But I
0: mean, puzzling that, waste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about quickly. Some of the other stuff happening in wrestling this week, Chris Jericho, What's going on with the live event? He's working in Japan, Rush.
2: Yeah, so he... Uh, hes he, It's kind of like when he would come back and just work live events here and there. So he's working uh, this weekend's live events in Tokyo, and I believe it's Singapore. Uh, and I forget if they're going to Hawaii, but... Um, uh, definitely. Really? So, yeah, Tokyo. And, yeah, he's facing Hideo Itamiya at one of the shows. Very so, cool. Good.
1: Such a good dude, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just... He, you know, he loves working those Japan shows. So, uh, yeah, he's he's working these raw shows. So, yeah, it, it's, it's very cool. Also, um, Cody Rhodes. It feels like a lot has happened since we had Tony Schiavone on the podcast last week. Yeah. Um, it, uh, Cody Rhodes won the ROH World Championship, um, which I don't know. What do, what do you think, Matt?
1: I think congratulations, Cody. Um, I think if he... I think him with the Young Bucks, like I've been watching all their episodes on YouTube of the Elite. Um, funny as hell show. I love that show. And I love those two guys. Um, Kenny Omega too. Um, I think, believe it or not, even though he's the WWE superstar, I think he's the one getting the cool, the, the cool rub from those guys. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Cause the Young Bucks are kind of, I wouldn't say they're cool. They're like, uh,
1: I would. I would think they're funny as shit. They're funny. funny And they're over like Rover.
2: Right, but they're kind of like the the funny guys that would hang out with the cool guy in high school, right? You know what I mean? But for the
0: internet wrestling community, that's exactly what they're looking for.
1: I'm not calling them the Rock,
2: right? <laughs> that's
1: kind of what I, I mean. mean but... No wrestler really cool other than the Rock to that kind of level. Okay, great. But I'm talking about they dude. They're, they're more over than Cody.
2: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm not saying overwise. I'm just saying their character. Um, they don't dude, come across. A great show on
1: YouTube that everybody watches.
2: They're, yeah, they're, no, I'm. They're not,
1: I... enter- they're not not entertaining and they're not not cool. If people consider them cool. They think they're funny. That's a fan. That's what I see.
2: But, okay. Um, okay. It's like it's point, like the
1: point of the story is quit arguing with me over every detail. The <laughs> point of it is this, Raj, is that my, is that it's rare because Cody's a former WWE superstar, a very big superstar, you know, with a huge huge pushes in that company, right? Super over, and he's ironically getting, in my opinion, more of a rub from Kenny and those two than vice versa, if that makes sense. And, and I think him I... as champion is going to help him. I think I think he's gonna figure out some new layers to who he is as a, as a man and as a performer with this. I think this is the best thing for his career, honestly.
2: And he's wrestling Okada for the new you know IWGP Championship. He, he wins that. That there's an automatic Kenny Omega feud in there. And uh, I was on a media um, call with Kenny Omega today, and you know he, uh, you know they were hinting at it a bit. So um,
1: he's got to change some things up. I mean Cody's been he's, he's worked a certain style now for so long. Um, I'm hoping he can change it up a little he's not that I have any problem with the way he works I love the way I'd love the work me heal hims a face of course I'd love the work in that, in that that environment but yeah um, I, he needs to change something I don't know what it is and, I, and I'm seeing it more and more when I watch something as simple as what I'm telling you those those be the was it the elite YouTube shows yeah I'm seeing it a little bit more and more um, he, he's relaxing a little bit more and, and he's a pretty funny dude um, and he's money in the ring i think it's a great thing
2: yeah and he's, yeah. he says he makes more money now than he did when he was in wwe and i, I believe it
1: for now he does but but like i told you guys about, after about a year or two unless you're getting consistent bookings in japan like i made money hand over fist when i was working for new japan and all japan and hustled so about a two-year stint there between i went between wwe and tna mm-hmm. um I, I definitely made more money but um I was consistently going there. I was every month. I was in Japan. Hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of travel, um, but you can make more money. And if he's going to Japan every month, I, I believe him. Yeah, no. because I have a hard time believing Cody was not getting paid big time money for some of his WrestleMania matches, like versus Rey Mysterio. I guarantee you, he made like sixty k. I'm,
2: I'm I'm guessing he means by the end. You know, like uh, when he was yeah. just Stardust and, and just wrestling in the Battle Royals and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which mm-hmm. is a friggin' abortion of the business, they had that kid doing that to begin with. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous, yeah, man. I know. Well, I'm happy for him. I really am. I think it's good for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Daniel Bryan tweeted out a little something uh, in regards to Cody winning the championship, that what was it if he holds it for about 400 days, maybe Daniel will challenge him for it.
2: And and he wrote Trolling for Life, but he, he did in an interview last week say uh, he's going to wrestle again. So um, it's looking like that's, that's, he's got his mindset that when his contract is up, he, he's going to wrestle again. And uh, I think a lot of people expect that. Now a year is a long time. Uh, he just had a, a daughter. Um, I'm not sure, you know, uh, you know, going to Japan with a one-year-old um, if he went, it's if attractive. he signed with new Japan, what's that?
1: It is very, it's not a very attractive deal.
2: Right? Yeah, Exactly. So a lot can change, but it's, it's sounding like uh, he definitely wants to get back in there.
1: Why wouldn't it be WWE?
2: WWE won't allow it. There you have their doctor, Dr. Maroon. Uh, he had that, the concussion, and they did those x-rays. And I guess they found some lesions. And that's, I don't know if those go so, away or, or what happens.
1: That's but. what I was going to say. Supposing he is okay, though, and he is cleared. Can't he go back to that doctor and say, hey, can you check me now? And then they check him. And then something's changed.
2: Apparently that doctor will not allow it. So it's Dr. Maroon who was, uh, he was featured in that concussion movie and he got a really bad rap because in that concussion movie, it looked like he didn't care about athlete safety. So there's a belief that he's like overly cautious now, even though Daniel Bryan has been cleared from other doctors. Um, So yeah, he's he's in a weird spot where...
1: Yeah, it's quite the conundrum. You're right.
2: Yeah. And so... I don't know. It's uh, would WWE just allow him to go and uh, go to New Japan or ROH in a year, or do they even care? Do I mean ROH in New Japan? Are they even on their radar? Will they be in a in a year? New Japan's expanding in the U.S. this year. Uh, their LA shows sold out fast, so. Right.
1: Are you asking, would they be interested in Daniel Bryan?
2: No, no, no. No, I'm saying would WWE change their tune on Daniel Bryan before uh, allowing I, him to go to huge yeah. pan or they would
1: have there's no way they're gonna lose what they put behind that kid. And that's what's gonna happen if he goes to another company.
2: Yeah, you know
1: That's the way they see it. it. It's not the truth, but that's how they see it. They'll see all this stuff that they did for him with the push and finally give it in to the give the fans what they want um they love him that they love him on talk uh as a gm they love him as a was it the the, the smackdown live talk show afterwards yeah
2: the talking smack it's a huge difference
1: with him on there big difference huge you're right he treats it real and i freaking appreciate that yeah
0: yeah maybe they'll figure out a way to keep him i mean it's it's a complicated situation but uh given you know all these stories about the 10-year anniversary of chris benoit i think it's on people's minds
1: I did not even know that. So it ain't on my mind. How about that?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> the story is everywhere. Uh, I'm seeing this week popping up in my feed. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's I gotta it's, be more than you
1: know, hang on. It's gotta be more than 10 years because I went through re- I could have sworn. I put myself through detox. and I got sober 10 years ago when Benoit, uh, I, we had a TV in there and I could have sworn that was when the Benoit thing happened, maybe a month or two after june march, 24th April, june, yeah it's 2007 uh, you know it, it, was, it was a couple months after i got out yep i did it in march
2: yeah yeah, yeah what was, a oh. yeah would, that's a weird story like reliving that oh, week like remember? what's that
1: you remember guys it's oh i did. everywhere
2: oh gosh i mean we were i mean this i'm mean, just on the site just um constantly updating and and this, you know the reports that were coming in and, you know, at first not knowing what happened and thinking it might be a gas leak or, you know, like you, you're assuming all this other stuff at first. Right. And, There's no uh, way that. Yeah. Right. And then when, like during raw, while raw was happening, while they had the Chris Benoit tribute show that it started coming in and what happened just such a surreal, crazy, crazy, uh, insane story that, you know, uh, you hope to never see. And hope hopefully, hopefully n- nothing like that. We'll see again you know knock on wood <laughs> but yeah 10 years that's it's wild
0: but it's still on people's minds i mean absolutely horrible tragedy and i think the daniel bryan thing um you know the wwe is just in a bad situation with this um and it's tough. but
1: they've been very public here's the thing yeah be, maybe because i want to team wrestle again i'm saying this who knows yeah um but i think they've been very public about daniel i think they've been on top of it like flies on you know what yeah. With his safety being first. They've talked about it on Divas, they talked about it on other shows, they talked about it a lot, ad nauseum, in a good way. Um, so I think like they've definitely covered their asses mm-hmm. at this point. I, I don't I can't think of another athlete they've covered their asses more with as far as talking about somebody not being, you know, cleared to to to, to wrestle, and this is just how it has to be. You know, and then finally if he does get cleared and this maroon guy does say okay. I don't see anything wrong with that, especially, you know, he's seen all the top specialists and it's not an exact science. It goes both ways. Yeah. Like there's people out there that are told they can't wrestle again when in reality they probably still could. But unfortunately, the person they saw said no.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's all opinion. That's the weird thing with uh, so much of this. You know, you you assume doctors know everything, but, you know, they.
1: I work. I'm going to tell you this real quick. I work with doctors every day and you'll be shocked. Shocked that these people are responsible for surgeries and what their the, brain surgeries and what they're responsible for because they have their degrees and they are obviously a certain level of intelligence. Let's be honest, but there's a certain quotient where they're not, Yeah. where, where, where they're, they're, they're not all that smart and they make so many guesses, at least in my industry, what I see with plastic surgeons are. Maybe it's different. I'm sure it's different with brain surgeons. Obviously we, we assume, but I assume the same thing for plastic surgeons as well. Yeah. We're talking about people ripping up people's faces here. <laughs> Okay. And someone taking fat in and out of people's stomachs. And that's kind of a big deal. And uh, you assume you're dealing with the smartest people on the planet. And I swear to you, you're not. It's always like the, the doctor. It's always like the nurse right below them that runs the shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: And uh, the doctor's just the front man. So like you have all these people giving these opinions. Right. And it's just like, like you said, Raj, it's just one man's opinion and it could totally take someone's career away from them. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just unfortunate that Daniel came out and gave that speech you know about realizing the risk and it's not worth it and went on and on and on well, no i think
1: that, that's what i mean by covering yeah. their ass publicly i think that's a, i think that's i think that's a kind of a good thing though because yeah. it shows that they she went above and beyond to get tested again and again and again and again mm-hmm. more than the next athlete you know a lot of athletes would just stop after a while
0: i mean he would just have to completely change his style i think i mean it's not like someone that just he doesn't go out there put a guys in a bunch of holds you know, and that's the way he's doing it. I mean, he's doing moves, he's taking bumps. He just needs to take
1: out a couple take out the dive. There's no reason anymore. Everyone else does the damn thing. Yeah. You know, the tope through the ropes. Um I mean, but but here's the thing. Kevin Nash once told me this, I think, or maybe it was a doctor. Every time we take a bump in the ring, it's like being rear-ended at a stoplight, being hit by 30 mile an hour, uh-huh. a thirty mile an hour car. Every time we snap bump on the on that ring, that's what it's like, the whiplash creation, yeah. our brain swishing around in our head. Yeah. Right? So un- unless you're not going to bump, which is impossible, we're all going to be at risk. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, you know, I would say uh, our last story of the night about stranger things happening, Moro Ronaldo is uh, coming to NXT. I like
2: it. He's there already. He, yeah. he called the last set of TV taping. So, yeah, he left in April. <laughs> He's back two months later. Um, I mean, it, it's clear what, what happened, Good. and they found a spot for him. He's not working, you know, with JBL or the the, the front office, and so he gets to commentate WWE. Um, it, it's crazy. He's calling the show that's not on cable television, and he's calling the Mayweather McGregor fight. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh,
1: I didn't know they know he's calling the fight wow. oh
2: yeah yeah he's calling he's wow. calling that fight he just signed with bellator he called their last pay-per-view um so yeah yeah with wwe he's working the show that's not on tv Oh, but you know it's a great wow. get for nxt obviously
0: huge. oh man. yeah they they needed it something has been missing since uh, Corey left yeah and they
2: need to get rid of what's the name he's horrible who, per- percy name? watson
1: yeah, who 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 who's whose cousin is he? <laughs> David Otungas. Um no. he's uh
0: how's
2: he <laughs> Yeah, he's whatever. Yeah, he's he's bad. Um Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's too bad. Corey Graves is a, is a a great find that they've had, but bad. yeah, yeah, so this is a huge uh great replacement.
0: Yeah. So I know it's good to see Morrow back. Lastly before we wrap, I'm curious did you guys watch Glow over the weekend?
1: Yes, I, I didn't I, I didn't like Interesting. it. Interesting. My wife loved it. I thought. <laughs> glow fame, I was a huge Glow Mark as a kid. Um, I just I don't know. I I don't I I thought the acting was horrible. I thought the wrestlers were the best. I thought the wrestlers <laughs> did awesome.
2: <laughs> I, I've only seen the pilot, but I thought the pilot was great. I actually really liked it. it I, I was surprised that you, I liked it.
1: Huh. The problem with this, and this is why I kept saying to my wife, the main actress, she's rotten. What? She's rotten. She's. I thought horrible. she was really good.
2: She was uh, from oh, Mad Men. Horror,
1: horror. Yeah, she's community. uncomfortable. Not in a she makes you very uncomfortable. Well, she's supposed to like I mean scenarios. Yeah. She's not right. Right. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. But there comes a point where it becomes too uncomfortable. Mm. And it's just like, ugh, she's annoying. It's kinda of like
0: well, that's kind of the same thing with Orange is the New Black. I mean, the main character of Orange is the New Black is like the worst character on the entire show. And I think with that's Chloe, what we're
1: comparing it to. And because I have a lot of friends on that show, I hope it freaking takes off like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I thought Tyrus, I thought I thought Car- Carlito was, did really yeah. good. Um, Joey Ryan killed it. Johnny Nitro's my boy, didn't kill it so much. Um, <laughs> and
2: he, he, and really he has though. the most movie experience of all those guys.
1: Really an acting spot, really. He yeah. was, was just being a straightforward character, showing him how to do some yeah. moves. I'll tell you right now, Kia's finally going to get her just do because that he was woman great is so charismatic it's not even
0: fantastic
1: funny. i used to work with her and hustle and she had to play this ridiculous character where she'd come out to the ring like 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 a, she was like a flower basically that was her gimmick you have to watch it look up matt morgan versus uh i don't know what her japanese name was over there but uh kia stevens and hustle and it's some funny stuff we used to have mixed tags with her and she's eating the carbon footprint a bunch over there um tough yeah. broad great wrestler but dude her charisma is just through the roof it's not just killer kong that she can do she can do the whole opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to acting she's she's, she's gonna i hope she hits it big i hope she becomes a like one of those people that they grab off that show and bring on orange is a new black you yeah. know that'd be awesome
2: so how many episodes have you seen matt
1: we watched the whole season unfortunately oh wow we watched the whole thing See, I watched the whole
0: thing i mean we couldn't stop watching we thought it was great I thought mark I mayron mean, did over was... the
1: weekend yeah, yeah i thought Marin?
0: mark mayron was fantastic uh, Mark Maron. yeah
2: mayron who? <laughs> mayron
1: sorry uh <laughs> who's the who was who the big tall guy who's taller than tyrus who is that was that an actor
2: wait
1: uh, wh- you? oh uh, you know
0: i'm not sure who that was i should look that up
1: he's humongous
0: yeah He's a big guy. Um, he's been in some other stuff. Uh, he looks like one of those guys that's been around forever. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought uh, the progression was good. I, I mean, it's going to get renewed. It's definitely going to get renewed. So we'll see where they go from here with it.
1: For everybody's sake, I hope it does. I hope they get rid of that damn main actress.
2: It's got It's gotten great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at like 96%. Good. So but, good,
0: but I'm surprised seeing everyone on it, that covers wrestling seems to really like it. So uh, I think that they are getting, oh, yeah. except for Matt Morgan,
2: except- <laughs> who finds but his wife liked it unbearable. But his wife <laughs> liked it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, I think it, it respects the business. I think that was people's main fear was that it was going to be something that came in and was going to be like you know that Fox special Secrets of Wrestling revealed or some crap like
2: that or like ready to rumble where they make fun of like the wrestling fans and the wrestlers are all broke and yeah living in trailers and stuff as that was god awful anyway
0: Uh, yeah and i like that uh the is making the rounds now they found in the opening credits of the first episode some of that neon tracing they did one was the bailey sasha match from uh, one of the takeovers it's literally
2: Wait, what? So, in
0: the opening credits, you know how they had all that neon, the neon of the women doing the wrestling moves? So, one of those, okay, so one of the sequences in the very opening episode, people found online, it is literally they took a clip from TakeOver of Bailey and Sasha, traced over it with the neon. And I mean, it's that frame by frame exactly. So now people are really diving into where some of the
1: inspirations
2: came from. WWE is going to be contacting Netflix.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord, people, find something to do with your time. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah. And there and
0: there was that little, people thought, intentional inside joke against Bailey when they were talking about one of the wrestlers, so what's her gimmick? She hugs people, you
2: know? Oh, they say, I'm only one episode yeah. in, so I'm going to...
0: Yeah. Oh, Raj, you know, it's 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 very easily bingeable at half an hour an episode.
2: All right, well, now that Better Call Saul is done. It, 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 we got time before Game of Thrones, so I'll, yeah. I'll check it out.
1: Ooh, it's going to be a short season, by the way. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's like seven episodes or something like that?
1: Game of Done like that, yeah. yeah.
2: No, we digress. But still, still I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we should do a Game of Thrones podcast.
1: Yeah. Dude, please, uh, my favorite show. Love that, that show. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. If Raw gets bad enough, like I said, we'll just start talking about other stuff we're watching on TV. Uh, yeah. More entertaining. Cool, guys. Throw a bigger number. Yeah, so Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here?
1: Her musclesportmag.com. They're sponsoring me in my August 19th. Men's I'm doing two divisions for, for bodybuilding. I'm doing classic physique as well as just normal general physique divisions. Normally I do normal physique. We wear the board shorts, but now I, I built my legs up over this whole year to where I'll be wearing, you know, different, you know, trunks up on stage and you have to have, you have to flex your leg muscles. Basically it's the big difference. It's more like bodybuilding. Um, so I'm stepping up for that and doing two different divisions and they're covering the cost for it. They're my sponsor. So every day on uh, check out my Instagram page, I'm, I, I was being I'm asked to do a uh, video blog every single morning of what I'm doing to work out as well as every night what I'm doing in the gym to work out to get my ass ready for this show. Nice. And then they string them all together over at MuscleSportMag.com at the end once my show is completed and it'll be like a two hour thing where it shows everything I did every day along the way what I did to train eat and the shit that pops up in my life in, in the middle of it while I'm working a nine to five while I'm wrestling at impact while I'm doing all these different things while getting ready which is like suicidal when you're getting ready for a show you don't do anything you sit at home all day and you eat all your meals you get to the gym you do your fasted cardio in the morning first eat all your meals go to the gym at night that's what people that i'm competing against are doing none of them are working at nine to five very very rare are they and i damn sure guarantee none of them are wrestling um while, you know being a dad to a three-year-old crazy man in there
0: i don't know how you keep it up man Hardest working guy in the biz, Mm. and you find the time to do this podcast. So we appreciate that.
1: It's catching up, man.
2: (laughs) And what does BP stand for anyway? And I never asked you that in your Twitter handle. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Jeez. You know what? I knew that. I knew that. (laughs) I knew that in the past, and I forgot.
1: Gas station. It's a a wink, wink. That I'm on all this type of gas now. (laughs) It's a the blue. That's what J- JBL used to say to me <laughs> back in the day. He used to call me and Nathan Jones. He's calling Hess and me BP gas station. But like, dude doesn't even get it. I'm not even on anything, but whatever. I'll take it as a compliment.
0: Yeah. Nice man. So check that out. BP Matt Morgan on Instagram. You can find him online everywhere. Uh, Raj, lots of stuff coming up on the site this week. Stories. Yeah. Tons of Matt stuff
2: man. from the conference calls with Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, the rest of my interview with Tom Matanga. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Tons of, just tons of stuff. Um, uh, uh, Josh Barnett, Jim Ross. So it's a busy week. You know, New Japan's got their LA shows this weekend. They have got tons of stuff. Slam reversaries this Sunday. We're going to be covering it at, on Wrestling Inc. Uh, so check it out. It's busy, busy week.
0: And we'll be back here Wednesday at twelve noon Eastern to talk about SmackDown Live tomorrow night. Naomi versus Lana, the rematch. Women's Money in the Bank, the redo. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn. The hype rose fighting for the number one contendership in the tag teams. Surprisingly, a lot going on for SmackDown tomorrow night. So we'll be here to talk about that on Wednesday. Till next time, folks, on behalf of myself, Mr. Matt Morgan and Mr. Raj Geary, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.